morning. Today's scripture is from Matthew 7, 7 through 12. Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Morning, everyone. How is everybody doing today? It's, it's a balmy 29 degrees outside. Every plan that we had to spend outside is, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, anybody doing anything fun this week? <laughs> wow. Church really is boring, isn't it? Wow. I'm sorry. If, if this is your highlight, I'm sorry. But that's, well, this is good. If you had the ability to say that there was a genie in a bottle right here, and if you had the, the ability to make one wish, anything that you wanted, what would that wish be? Just yell it out. What's that? Putin out of Ukraine. Peace. Three more wishes. Three more wishes. <laughs> There's always one of those. There's always one of those. And then your last wish would be three more wishes, wouldn't it? Yeah, see, you're trouble. Yeah, just, that's why he's in the back. But anything else? Anything else that you would add? Is there anything fun that you would add? I mean, Putin out of Ukraine, is, it would be fun for a lot of people, but is there, you don't have to raise your hand. She yells at Will the whole time, says he's out of a job, and then when I get there, she raises her hand. <laughs> you don't get points from God for that. What? Removal of the pandemic. Yeah. Doesn't anybody want a boat or pontoon or? Yeah. Million dollars, anything like that? Nobody's, nobody's asking for anything like that? What? Oh, the Russian yachts. Yeah. Seems, seems to be a surplus of them there. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. Might even have some sailors, too. So. We often, you know, the thing that's actually kind of encouraging is that people asked for things that involved other people. And that almost makes me feel like the church is working because we're actually thinking about other, other things. We always talk about, you know, thinking outside ourselves and all that kind of stuff. And we actually have some of those answers, which is really, really awesome. Um, I always think about when it, when it comes to wishing and stuff, the, nobody wishes better than children. And children will be definitely honest with you. And when I was a kid, I grew up in the 70s, uh, and uh, in the 70s, there was good music, there was uh, good television, and there was hair, and I w took part in all of that. But in, in, the, in the 70s, <laughs> well, that had more laughter than I thought, but uh, what's that? Now I have to show you the pictures. Boy, you don't want to see that. Boy, if you keep, if you keep, What? Oh, my wife. My wife is beyond the wall. If you're, if you're watching online, my, my wife is beyond the wall, and there's a reason that she does not have a microphone. 
When we were, when I was growing up as a kid, we had every, every like around Christmas, there was a catalog that came out, and it was the Sears Wish catalog. Wow, people know that, don't you? I don't know if that still is a thing or not, but we would get that in the mail. It was like thicker than a phone book, and it was just the most exciting thing in the world. You would grab that sucker, and you would, my, my sister, my brother, and I, we would put it on the floor, you know, and we would just lay there, you know, and just... We'd highlight everything, you know, you'd circle, and boy, you would circle like 90% of what was in that book, you know, just thinking everything was coming, all this stuff, and you would drop hints, you know, you would place it where people could, could see it, you know. For dad, it was always the bathroom, you know, just suddenly, just by the toilet, there it is, you know, take a look, you got time, and then, you know, you would try to work it in with your grandparents and all that stuff. I, I had uh, two sets of grandparents, well, most of us do, but uh, I had two sets of grandparents when I was a kid, and, and it was always like dropping hints and everything like that. I had this one grandma that every year, I would tell her what, what I wanted. You know, I would say, you know, I really want this, you know, and, and at one year, it was a, uh, a Stretch Armstrong. Does anyone remember the Stretch Armstrong? It was just this bloated bubble thing. It was like this, he had a, like a plastic head and his body was just filled with like gel, you know? And, and I don't know why that shows the power of advertising because you, they would show people stretching and you could stretch them, you know, from like here to here. And, you know, that gets a little boring after a while, but you know, when you're thinking about it, it's just a fun thing. And I wanted to stretch Armstrong and all of this kind of stuff. And every year I, you know, I would ask for stuff, stuff like that. And then every year, no fail, plaid pants, plaid pants, plaid pants. <laughs> Look at that. That is not a Stretch Armstrong. That is not a toy. You, you know what I really love about this ad? These are actual ads from the, the 70s. Bear, I, I noticed this one when I was looking at it this morning. There's a little ad right there, and it, it, has, uh, it, it just says, with poo on the label, the rest is easy. <laughs> now, I know that, that they're talking about, you know, Winnie the Pooh, but my sick mind went so somewhere else, you know. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what you wish for, there's always someone in your life that will show you what you need. And my grandmother on that side knew that what I needed was probably new clothes. And sadly, that was the style back then. I mean, she was like, that was dressed to the nines. I don't even know if anybody even says that anymore. But that was the style. And I, I actually had this outfit right here, except that I had the plaid pants, but I had a, uh, a purple turtleneck with a yellow vest. <laughs> yeah. And you, today, you're listening to me. <laughs> is, that, is that crazy or what? Yeah, you regret raising your hand now. <laughs> but we always have the, those wishes and things that we want and all of that kind of stuff. And we always have the, the dream wish and the, 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 the things that we just... We just want things. That's who we are. We just want things. Yes, we do want world peace and we want all that stuff, but we also just want some of the stuff. 
We just want the thing, you know, we want that car in the driveway and we want, we want things for ourselves. Am I, that's not wrong, right? That's just who we are that's, as people. We want something for our family. We want them to take that nice vacation. We want all of that kind of stuff. And when we look at what Jesus talked about in that line there where he said, knock and the door will be open, ask and you will receive, all of this kind of stuff, it makes it sound like, you know, we can really just rub that, that vase there and have that genie pop out and just have every wish that we wanted granted. And sometimes those wishes don't come true. There's religions out there, Christianity, some, some, some tag it as Christianity, will tell you that you could wish for everything that you wanted. And if it doesn't happen, it's your own fault because you don't have enough faith. And they're talking about monetary things. They're talking about money. You could, ha- you could have money. You could have the job that you wanted. You could have the, the spouse that you wanted. You could have all of those things that you wanted if you have enough faith. And what happens is that a lot of people, they, they jump into these, relation, these uh, religions and they, they go to these auditoriums and they hear all this stuff and everything like that. And they wish for things and they see people that go up and tell people that they got the, the, the good parking spot because they wished for it and they prayed for it and they believed enough and they got it. The handicapped person had to park across the yard, but they got their thing there and they also got the job that they wanted and they might hold up the latest cell phone and say, oh, I got all this stuff because I have enough faith and all that thing. And then people that are there, they pray for things, and it, and it doesn't happen. And they start to think, Why, what's wrong with my faith? Why don't I have enough faith as they do? And, you know, and they're wishing for all the, the same things. They see the success of their, their neighbor, but nothing's happening for them. And then we have the church that says, well, that's because... You don't have enough faith. Translation, that's because you're a failure. And what happens is that people that go to these things, they get burnt out and they get, you know, downtrodden and they walk away from the faith. Because that's what they think that Christianity is. But it, it's not. This whole message here has been blown out of proportion in so many ways and so many times. Sometimes the things that we pray for are like the Stretch Armstrong. It's just something we want. And sometimes the things that are answered are the plaid pants, the things that we need at the time. (laughs) John, uh, or not John, James, the book of James actually says this. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. In other words, uh, sometimes what we ask for are things that are so self-centered or they don't have, they're not going to have a good outcome for us. They, they, you know, sometimes if we get things out of greed, it actually just creates more greed. You know, We want the three extra wishes. See, now who's, yeah, all right, I was ready for you. But we, we just want more and more. And what James is saying is that you got to be careful of what, that, what you do there because sometimes what that will do is it'll create a cycle. I mean, what happens if I got everything, if I circled that Sears wish book and I got every year everything that I wanted? What, huh? I'd be a spoiled brat, wouldn't I? Yeah. And, and would it mean as much each year? Or would it be just an expectation? 
Sometimes what Christ is saying is that the things that you are asking for, they're going to be interpreted as the, and decided between the things that you need. That's why, you know, in, in that scripture, he says, you know, um, you, would, you would give bread. You would give the things that you need, the nutrients that you need. And so sometimes, you know, when you, you, you pray, a lot of times we, we pray like this. We pray like this. Uh, uh, Dear God, glad you're here. Uh, now here's my list of things that I want. And we still do that. And sometimes we even will bargain, you know. Hey, you know, I promise to go to church uh, at least once a year if they win this game. But Jesus is telling us uh, something very, uh, very important. And that is the things that we seek in our lives. Are they the things that really fulfill us? Or are they the things that actually lead to more problems? Just like the, the, they call it prosperity gospel, the ones that tell you to, to wish for things. You know, they, they say pray, but it's really just wish for things. And if it comes true, that means you have faith and all of that kind of stuff. And what happens is people just turn God into the symbol of just monetary and fulfillment and all of this type of stuff. And they turn on God when their life gets hard. Prosperity gospel doesn't talk a lot about the hard times. Jesus was preaching this during really hard times. The people that Jesus was preaching to lived every day of their life scared to death. They were occupied. They were overtaken. They were bullied. They were fearing for their lives every time. They were looking for hope. And Jesus is saying, I'll give you what you need. But at the same time, these people knew that when he said that nothing changed, they were still under an occupation. They were still running for their lives. So how would they interpret that then? And how do we interpret it now? Do we really interpret it as the things that I need, Christ will see that I get? Even, even when it doesn't seem like that's what I want. When I was a kid... Plaid pants were not exciting, not as exciting as they are now, but <laughs> no pants would have been worse. I got kicked out of a lot. That's why I can't go to the Y anymore, but that's <laughs> not true. That's going to start that. Yeah. Pastor starts rumor and gets kicked out. There's one piece of this scripture that I, I, I don't have up there, but that uh, was read. He tags this. Within everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law of the prophets. Focusing on the things that we ask for, if we are truly following Christ, does that alter the things that we ask for? Because if, if we have faith in Christ, the more faith we have in Christ, the more it changes it's not, when I pray, I'm, I'm not praying for the car anymore. I'm not, I'm not praying for the Stretch Armstrong doll. I don't even know if they make those anymore. I am praying for things like peace. I, I am praying for, uh, for happiness and joy. But can I be honest with you? 
sometimes I do want the boat. You know, uh, uh, not, a, not a speedboat or anything like that. Could you see me driving anything fast? Maybe, maybe she's laughing over there again. <laughs> hey, like a small pontoon, you know, just to putter. I'm at the age I like to putter, you know, just putter around. Is it wrong to, to make those requests to God? Is it, is it wrong to share every, every hope and every desire, even the things that are for everyone else, but also the things that are, are just for you? If it is, then, then why would Jesus say, just knock and ask? Okay, how many people here are parents? A lot of people. A lot of people are parents. How many people have had children ask for something that uh, you knew that it probably wasn't wise to get? You know? Like, you know, a nine-year-old asking for a, you know, Lamborghini. That's a car, right? Thank you. It's still nice to hear from your kids, though, isn't it? The more that they're sharing with you, whether it's worldly goods or selfish, or it's nice to know where, where your child is, where they're at, the things that they like, the things that they dislike. You, you ever feel like sometimes you, you love to just hear you get to a point with, with uh, and I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you, you get to a point where your, your child is, is this big and they just think that you're so cool, you know. You can do things, you know. You can do like, hey, look at this. Oh, disappeared. And they're just like, whoa, that's great. My father's the best, you know. And, all that. and then they get to the teenage years and they realize you are a dork. <laughs> and when they're, but when they're really young, you know, you ask them things like, you know, what, what do you dream of? What do you like? What do you... And they will just bring that symbolic Sears catalog and they'll slam it down. They'll walk through everything in their life. They'll talk about everything, and the, their hopes, their dreams for the world, for themselves, all that stuff. That's how I found out that my, my son wanted to be Batman. And he, it was logical because other superheroes, you know, they have superpowers. Batman was just rich. So he knew that if he could become Batman, he would, that would mean he's rich. So proud of him. <laughs> and then he didn't turn out to be a superhero at all. As he got older, the conversations, there's a time when you go into almost like your teenage years. Where you ask your child, they come in you know, from school and you say, hey, how was, how was your day? And they go, eh. You know, they, they, don't, they can't even form, you know, it's like they regress, you know, when they're two, they, you hear that, you know, and they try to form, and then they can talk, and they talk all the time, and then they hit like 14, and they're back to just, you know, and just, that's it, that's all you get as, as walking. And it takes years before you realize what your kid's face looks like, because all you see is their back walking away from you. And wouldn't you dream of having that time when you could hear about their wishes and their hopes and their dreams. And even if you can't grant that dream, even if you know that that dream is not realistic right now, you still are invited into the conversation that you can have with them. 
That's what God wants with us. You see, as we first get into faith and everything like that, we first start going to church. It's new and it's bright and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and it's, it's like a, a new thing and you want to hear more about it and all of this kind of stuff. And if it, you, you start watching all the, the movies, you know, like the, the things about people that were, you know, the losers and then they found God and now they own a boat. <laughs> Again with a boat. But then as we sometimes get older and life gets scarier, it gets harder, and things in our world frighten us, we get overwhelmed. And sometimes we doubt whether God is even there. And sometimes God is saying, hey, seriously, how was your day? And sometimes we answer, I think what Jesus is saying when he's saying, uh, open that door, is Jesus is saying, hey, I just want to know how things are going with you. I may not grant like a genie everything in your life, but I really want to walk with you through it. I really want to know how it's going. I really want to know how you are. So much so that God was made flesh in the embodiment of Christ so he could walk with people. He could take them by the hand and say, how are you doing? Sometimes, sometimes Jesus just wants that conversation with us. Even if we're asking for peace or even if we're asking for plaid pants. He just wants to know how our day is. We always think of Jesus as a distant thing, as God is like way up there. But we follow some, we follow a God that was, well, the way Jesus talked, he talked with authority, but he also talked in a way that people hadn't heard before. In this, this time of, of, of scariness that Jesus was walking the earth, he talked in a way of saying, God actually wants to know who you are. God actually wants to get to know you. God was actually not, and before uh, th- this monotheistic God, there were theories of God's just creating the world out of anger and out of spite. And God's continually being over uh, disappointed and angry at their people and just wanting revenge for their people and wanting to punish their people. And we still try to put God in that category, but we have Christ that says, I, that's not what I'm about. Knock, and I will open that door for you. Seek, and you'll find. Talk to me, and I will listen. That's why things like this, communion, are, are so bizarre to people that were first hearing this. And sometimes it's bizarre to us now because we think of this deity, we think of this, this great and powerful laws just sitting up there on the throne of clouds. But when we read about Jesus, we read about a guy that sat reclined having dinner 
eating with people, telling them, I really, really love you. I'm going to give my life for you. I, this is a world of violence. This is a world of hatred. This is a world of just meanness. And they're going to come after me. And this deity all-powerful will allow it to happen. I will not fight violence with violence. I will not fight hatred with hatred. But I will win with love. You have your your portable communion things here, and and we're still working out uh, how we're going, now that we're in the green, we'll be altering our communion. We're we're just working out the logistics, but right now... uh, these are kind of, kind, of, kind of cool, aren't they? Just, yeah. Jesus said, in the night that he would be taken away, this is my body given to you. And this is my blood shed for you. We like to put fancy words on it, but what he was saying was, I do love you. And we can remember that love when we gather together in church. A lot of people say that you don't need church anymore, but I really am a, I'm a big fan. Uh, does pay me. But I'm a big fan because when we gather, we remind ourselves how much that love is important. And when we gather, we can even recite the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Will you join me? Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let that be our wish list. Let that be fulfilled. Uh, I hope that you're reminded that uh, the message of Christ is good news. It's joyful. It's, it's not something that we should be uh, measuring by material things. It's not something that we should be feeling guilty about or scared of. It's joyful. It's people together having to laugh. May we continue to do that. And may we tonight, before you go to bed... Sit down and just tell God about your day. May we do that. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Amen.